Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This week's episode of the 909 Podcast is brought to you once again by One Sonic. If you're looking for brilliant headphones, speakers or earbuds for gifts or even for yourself this Christmas, you can now get 20% off their entire range at onesonic.com. Just use the code CHRISTMAS20 for 20% off anything on the site and buy Irish this Christmas. That's code CHRISTMAS20 at onesonic.com. I've come here to make a ceramic shoe, and I've come to smash what you made. Andrea Cleary, hello. It is the 909 Podcast. How are you doing? I've come to learn how to mingle, come to learn how to dance, come to join (laughs) your knitting circle. Oh, lovely. Hi. Lovely. (laughs) I didn't know that I would remember those words. Yeah, very good. I was like, oh, I can't remember next line. The knitting circle. (laughs) So I was listening to, I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. We're recovered from Dingle, I think, just about. Yeah, we're recovered from Dingle, but recovering from something else. Yes. <laughs> no, not not what I, not what you think it is. Not Sorry, the thing. not that thing. Yeah, I did my I did my first antigen test after Dingle because I haven't been out to have to do one before that, and it was a big old negative, um, which I was very happy about. So yeah, shout good. out to everyone at other Dingle, uh, other Dingle, other voices in Dingle, um, who were just all. Everyone who was organizing that just was just amazing. What an amazing weekend. And to pull it off in this current climate um, was Andrea, it was such a pleasure to see you there. Such a pleasure to see you there. And you. I kept running into you. It was great. It's like you're out. You're actually out. You're out. out. I know. I was Um, budding. Running around the nightclub as well. I saw you. I was running around the nightclub <laughs> doing dances um, and then left. <laughs> and you did a yeah. wonderful talk on, on the Sunday early. Oh, yeah. Great. Yeah, that was great. I thought four people would come and I thought I'd know them all. But people came that I didn't know. Um, yeah, very good. You did banter with Jim Carroll 
And yeah. I thought you did a yeah. great job. You did us all proud. Thanks so much. Thank you. She called um, uh, Sally Rooney the literary Enya, and I enjoyed that a lot. I did. <laughs> you yeah. got a you got a chuckle for that one. I got I got a clap for that one. And um, <laughs> as I was saying to the lads afterwards, I was like, "Oh well, I I think that was the moment when I decided that I'm going to quit all of this and become a stand-up comedian." I'm just going to be yeah. chasing that high. For that's the rest it. Of my that's life, what you want. But... That's what you want. Forget <laughs> this silent podcast uh, no. uh, listenership. You no. want. I want to. Play. You want the real thing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. I'm going to Edinburgh next year. That's my next thing. But right. yeah, amazing weekend. Other voices. Your set was great. Uh, all my pals were saying, um, I had two pals who hadn't seen you DJ before, and one that had, and they were all like. That's a really good DJ. Like you take for granted that, but like take for he's granted. He's a really good DJ. DJ. Take for granted. And he he knows what the room needs. And I was like, he does know what the room needs. That's good, exactly it. Good. I had a great time. It's usually yeah. disco. Yeah, four four yeah. and a half hours of of, of tunes I played Gosh. last Saturday it was great. Good and who Lord. knows when I get the chance to do it again? But anyway, anyway, <laughs> it um, is. Do you want to talk very quickly about before we get into what this episode is, which is yeah. our albums of the year? Do you want to talk very quickly about our Spotify Wrapped? Oh God! Do we have to? Yeah, I think so. We'll just I we'll just do our song. Do you? I, I like talking to <laughs> I you about it, it but well. like mm. everything else, I'm like you sent me. You were the first person to send me the list or the that it was out. And the I was link. like, oh, here we go. Yeah, Dave here we go. My my phone is too crap to um actually do the you know this is the song where you kiss in the rain and actually no it wasn't working for me either so it's not just you i don't think no um, i think it is my phone because i did i i did it on my boyfriend's phone i logged in his phone did it there right um, but i have my playlist i mean and i have my playlist i, I don't know what else i have <laughs> i'm not that surprised so I mean, yeah. well my my most listened to artist of the year has not changed from last year um it was once again the strokes who <laughs> didn't put out any music this year so i don't really have an excuse for that i really should find a new band um yeah. but yeah strokes were my top artist of the year my top 10 songs were one two three does four, it give you the 10 oh sorry you mean the playlist yeah ten, 10 the playlist so for probably the third or fourth year in a row number 10 was another sunny day by bell and sebastian and wow. uh, number nine was bad decisions by the strokes um then we've got some current music so i had scratch card lanyard I dry cleaning. yeah that was in my top five too yeah i had compañero by houseplants um that's on my running playlist so i like to think that that's because i've been running so much but i haven't um and then i've got town's dead by kojak because with the day that song came out i listened to it probably about, about 40 times and then i do this all the time by self-esteem i want to be a cowboy baby by cmat Alone Again or by Love. Oh. Just a nice a nice throwback. And then Where'd All the Time Go by a band called Dr. Dog, who I only got into this year, who are great. And number one, the best song of the year, Don't Go Putting Wishes in My Head by Torres. Right. Don't know that one. <laughs> you do. We, I played it on play the it? podcast. Yeah, but I don't know it offhand is what I mean. Oh, okay. Here we it's go. The best song of Here's the year. a bit of Torres. Yes. Just when I thought that it was over It was only just beginning I know you've been here time and time again Every man wants to stay more on a mountain How many thought they'd be the one to keep your love I'm not promising forever's not 
Very Sharon Van Etten, that song. By the sound it's of it. Beautiful song. It's beautiful. beautiful. Song. It's Very Andrea Cleary, too. Perfectly written, brilliant verses, brilliant choruses, straight down the line, good songwriting. Just so good. Rest of the album was very disappointing, unfortunately. Oh. Uh, this, <laughs> oh. this was like the lead single, and then the album came out, and I was like, ah, uh, oh well. Well, um, most of the songs in my top 10 or top, top songs list, I mean, I do think that like uh, reviewing things skews our Spotify apps early. Oh, mine. totally. Yeah. And my top most listened to artists with Kanye, just literally because he has so many songs in his album and we listen to it so many times for even review um but they're funny enough the most listened to song i had uh this year was uh SZA and good days um oh. i think because it came out in like early in january or something like that maybe mm. and i just i did i love the song and i put it on a lot but maybe it was last year actually i don't remember i think it came out maybe it came out in uh in january um mm. i think so that was in, a, in the in between time yeah uh, so I don't know. Um, I was surprised to see that. Um, and then there's like the like. Well, look. Do you know what songs is next week? We're going to talk about songs next week. Let's we keep will. this to albums because we have a lot to okay. discuss. And um, yes, yeah, so we picked ten albums each. There's definitely some crossover. Um, there's more crossover than there isn't crossover. Yeah, so we'll we'll kind of we'll tick things off as we go along. Okay, so are we going in reverse order? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Okay. I'm well. I, what I was going to say is like, I mean, okay. So I'm currently compiling the big long list and all that kind of stuff, and uh, I've just been thinking about albums as an entity um, this week and last week, and um, you know, like I have seventy four albums on a long list that are, you know, there, and then I also have like that's not including the sixty two Irish albums I have on a separate list that I'm keeping. Mm. So I'm just like, I mean, how can one person possibly listen to all this? I mean, the answer is you can't. You can't. <laughs> Not properly. I did it. I did. It, I made a good dent on the Irish stuff yesterday again to try and give it a second listen. But I'm start. I'm beginning to think of a lot of albums like films the way we we don't have the chance to go back and listen to things again a second time. Mm. We don't watch films often a second time, even though they're quite impactful. Um. So there's certainly. Yeah, there's things I would go back to, and a lot of the things in my top ten are things I would go back to. But then there's other albums that you're like. You know, they, you may not go back to them so often or even this year, in a calendar year, I may not get a chance to go back to them very often yeah. just because of the, the nature of how much music there is. But you're like, oh, well, I love that. Mm. But, you know, I might not listen to it until next year, <laughs> the way yeah, it is. I think Do you know a, what I mean? A, so. a favorite album isn't necessarily an album that you listen to a lot. Um, Like there's one or two albums on my list here. One in particular that I listened to a lot when it was coming out because I was reviewing it. And then afterwards, I sort of didn't because it's quite a it's quite a heavy album. I think it's a masterpiece, but it's um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll talk about it a bit more later. But I do think that, you know, best favorite, you know, this is all this is all a bit of fun. We're not saying that these are, you know, the best yeah. albums. These are just albums that we loved this year. This is the vibe on the Nine Nine podcast. We're exactly. Not to exactly. Yeah. And I think I do have a good mix without trying to because you know the way some years you might you might have your top 10 albums and then you're like oh I should probably include more Irish albums in this this year I didn't even have to try this year of like seeing like you know oh maybe I should replace this album with an Irish album for like a bit more coverage for the Moran nope not at all this year just like some of my favorite albums this year were Irish albums 
Um, and I think that's reflected kind of in even a lot of like the UK lists that are starting to come out as well. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. I think it's, it's always interesting to look at the, the quietest list and see stuff from Bandcamp that like you're only vaguely aware of and you're like, yeah, wow. totally. Um, but that's the nature of it. I think, yeah, these are personal lists for us individually. So, mm. I mean, okay, let's start with. Do you want to um, kick off? Yeah, I'm going to start with my first choice. I'm the. In terms of a, like a pure rap album, I think the Tyler the Creator record was the one that um, I came back to a lot. Call Me If You Get Lost is the title. It's very much like a rap mixtape vibe. Uh, it's got like <laughs> ongoing annoying narration, possibly annoying a narration by DJ Drama in the style of like DJ Khaled almost. Like, but basically, it's a Tyler rap album, and he's talking, but he's talking about you know, like he's he's in love and he's talking about you know messing other people around and. The likes of Lil Wayne are on it. Um, Pharrell obviously uh, is on it on a big track on the album. Um, but I, I listened to it again this week, and I was kind of going because I haven't really got a huge amount of time to listen to Tyler this year. And I listened to it again. I was like, "This is a great rap album. This is really good." Uh, here's a track on it called uh, "Wiltshire," uh, which is one of the long songs towards the end that I read. You know, I got every damn car, multiple cribs, but it's like, no, I want that. Left for some days, I cleared out my sketch, I cleared out my head. You dropped off at mine, I say that we fled. No, you pick a place, we could Tulum or we could Capri or die right here. As long as you with me, I'll be at peace. <laughs> you were supposed to go back home to see your bestie. I told you I can't hit that zone, too busy next week. You was like, mm, I'll stay a week, she'll get over that. Seven days with me, yo nigga, like where the fuck you at? Dirty in my baking pots, tennis at my mama's spot, chauffeur in the rolls, the back entrance for the rest. Parks playing chess games, giving wigs pet names, manicures, night swims, Gerard providing methane, shopping till we dropping what you cop and see the price is not an option, it's investments cause your smile is the profit to me, I know around him you gotta act like you not into me, I know your answer but you gotta keep it honest with me, said you can't fully be into me cause you with him, then why the fuck when we link it's like he doesn't exist, now y'all know that we friends but we both are so Wilshire, Wilshire on the album, Tyler the Creator, Call Me If You Get Lost. It's kind of uh, the the long, elongated one on it. It's very much like a story, a self-contained story as well. But uh, most of the t- mixtape is kind of, you know, very much Tyler in his rap mode. And I think he's really good at that. And um, yeah, just one I was like, that's great. I love this. And then don't get a chance to listen to it for ages. And that's one of the reasons why I love End of Year. Because you can get back and go and listen to these albums again. I'm going to spend the rest of the month pretty much listening to this big long list of albums again, you know, and picking out mm. songs and making playlists and all that kind of stuff. So I'm enjoying that it. That was my plan. And then I watched the Beatles, doc- Beatles documentary and now I'm only listening to the Beatles again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, sorry. I'm looking forward to seeing that properly. I've seen half an hour and I really enjoy what I saw. So. We'll talk about it. In, in another our, time, we would have a whole our, podcast it, about this. Well, we can talk about it in the awards, which yeah. will be two weeks okay. from now. Um, yeah. But, oh, God. A couple, of, couple of great music films this year. Yes, true. Okay, you um, go with okay. your first choice now. What so is my, my first choice is is definitely my most kind of out there one. Um, but it is Bo Burnham, Inside, music from the Netflix special. And this song is called All Eyes on Me. Are you feeling nervous? Are you having fun? 
it's almost over, it's just begun. Don't overthink this, look in my eye, don't be scared, don't be shy, come on in, the water's fine. We're going to go where everybody knows, everybody knows, everybody That's Bo Burnham, All Eyes on Me, from his Netflix special. Uh, we actually talked about this in the halfway point, I remember, uh, distinctly. Um, yeah, yeah it's um, still it's still there for me at the end of the year. Um, he was in, like, one of my most played artists, because I just think that this, that the special itself is just masterful. And this song in particular comes, it's not the last song, but I guess it's the last big sort of moment before things start to wrap up and we start revisiting kind of previous themes and I just I think the melody is really great I love the Kanye West thing I love how he's calling back to like a previous show he he ended like his previous show before he quit comedy for a while um with a Kanye West rant thing which was also unbelievable and clever and poignant and brilliant and I like that it calls back to that some of the lyrics in it are fantastic. You say the ocean's rising like I give a shit. Like it's, it it just sort of captures something, this sort of like, I don't know, like just malaise or like why, why should we keep caring? And the whole album is, I just think, brilliant. Um, It's a great one to just listen to. I wouldn't listen to it if you haven't seen the special. Yeah, I think, I think you really need to So, so much of it is wrapped up in, in the, in the music videos, I suppose you could call them music videos in, in the little, um, the little pieces that he does. But once you've seen it, you can go and just listen to these songs for what they are, which is really, really good songs. I think White Woman's Instagram is genius like the 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 little pre-chorus in that is just so beautiful like it's such a beautifully written song as well as being funny as well as being poignant there's a song called welcome to the internet which is just which absolutely blew my mind um there's another one that phoebe bridgers covered called oh what's that one called damn it's the acoustic guitar one I, i never remember the name of it oh that funny feeling that's what it's called that's a wonderful song and and really sad and and poignant and sort of like all eyes on me just sort of concerned with like what's happening to the world and how how are we expected to kind of um do a lockdown and also kind of work towards a place where we're getting the climate crisis under control and also our personal anxieties and corporations and capitalism and it's 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 just done really 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 well um and it's a special that is, you know, occasionally funny, but always moving. And I do like that he is just sort of like pushing those boundaries a bit. And people might say he's pushing the boundaries and making a comedy special that isn't funny. And I'm like, well, do you know what? Fine. Um, <laughs> I'm totally fine with that. I quite like comedy that makes me sad. So 
Um, yeah, so this is that's the most one hundred percent I've ever heard. <laughs> Pure comedy, baby. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is one of, one of my favorite albums of this year. I just I think it's it's brilliant, and it and it really, do you know what? It really was like a hug for a lot of this year. There was there was like I'm sure we all had days this year where we were just like, oh my god, fuck this! I'm so tired of it. I'm so tired of all of this. And I would just listen to some of these songs and be like, yeah, this is, you know, the, the the fact that this resonated with so many people and it meant so much to so many people. I don't know, listening to it kind of makes you feel like a bit less alone or something. And I think that's a really powerful thing for an album to be able to do. So well done, Bo. I am available to chat to Bo if he wants to <laughs> come on my podcast come on, and dude. be my boyfriend. <laughs> okay, well, uh, my next artist is not going to be, uh, I mean, if anything, it probably makes you, it might make you feel unsettled. But um, it was a latecomer for me uh, this year. Uh, it was one that I meant to go back to and I only went back to in the last couple of weeks. It is an album from Terza. It is called mm-hmm. Color Grade, an incredibly hypnotic album the second album from the uh english producer or, and musician um follow-up to the 2018 uh, debut devotion which was also you know quite discombobulating and very quite avant-garde i think this is in a similar vein um it's quite minimal it's quite yeah it's a strange release i'll um, it's produced by Mika Levy, the film composer, who also was known as Mika Shu and the Shapes, and Kobe Say as well is on it. And a lot of the album is informed by um, she had a child, Tirza had a child um, in advance of the album, and some of that is kind of seeps in. But really, it's just this strange mood, I think, throughout. So I'm going to play a bit from Hive Mind. This is uh, from Tirza, uh, called what Kobe Say from Color Grade. What do we, what do we, do we see things through? Give times we, give times we, different different choose. What do we, what do we, do we see things through? Give times we, give times we, Um, I like the Tears album. It's kind of it has that bockety kind of uh, feel to it, where you like it's obviously well, very well produced, but it's also a bit meandering in the way that you're like, I don't know where this is going, and then it like switches up suddenly, and you're like, okay, I didn't see that coming, or pitches down <laughs> like that, and you're like, mm. oh, great. Um, but it's one of those ones that I've I've got a chance to really uh, enjoy in the last while, and I've uh, yeah, I've been very much enjoying. So that is Terza. And on a similar vein, actually, I'll just include the next one um, because I'm not going to play any music from it. But um, the John Hopkins recent album, Music for Psychedelic Therapy, again, it's one of those like background mood records. It's, Mm. you know, it's not, there's no beats on it. It's not a John Hopkins, big John Hopkins record. It's very much like what it says, Music for Psychedelic Therapy. I read a book to it last week. Do you know what I mean? It's like that kind of like nice, 
ambient uh, background stuff. Um, and I'm really enjoying it in that context. You know, it's like when you want something that isn't going to take your full attention, but is going to add to an atmosphere and or add to how you feel. It was very comforting. I found it very comforting. Um, mm. So I know I won't play anything off it because it's the kind of thing that, um, you know, it's a it's a long ambient album. There's multiple parts to it. Um, but yeah, I've been really enjoying that one as well. Um, and John Hopkins in advance of releasing new records said, like everyone, I went through a lot of intensely heavy stuff in the last year. Somehow this music flowed through me in that time, shining like a constant light in that winter. I honestly have no idea where it came from. The whole creation process happened in something of a trance. I remember just going to the studio every day, seeing almost no one and carrying on late into the night. And it does have that feeling. And I often wonder about like um, ambient albums as well. You're like, they're so, the details in them uh, change so minutely and so, um, like very little that you know you really you don't have an opportunity a lot of times to when you're listening it's great but if you're making the music you're like literally sitting there nothing happening for like seven minutes and you're like i haven't changed anything it's like maybe i'll change something you know like it it kind of feels like you're just letting it like like that you're letting it flow you're letting the music come out of you and um it's just happening and i mean so it's not to bring everything back to the Beatles, but have you got to the part in get back yet where mccartney writes get back no i have not okay so you basically see that happen and it is that sort of thing where you're just like watching a musician like have a song flow through them and just find it and pluck it out of thin air so it's yeah um thinking about the creative process especially with kind of difficult albums like like the john hopkins one is like yeah it's not all fun <laughs> you're not always with your mates and you know jamming with a band it's yeah sometimes quite difficult yeah i i think that was great um definitely one if you're looking for something quiet to put on obviously you know it's got titles like teos caves ecuador so you know it's and then there's a there's a track at the end with some spoken word from like a a guru on it and you're like yeah about that's about right um <laughs> but i've been really enjoying it so there you go um your next choice is an My irish next one choice is yeah first irish one on the list is that right yeah i think yep. so um it is uh fever dreams by villagers and this is so simpatico That was Conor O'Brien and Villagers, So Simpatico is the name of the track. Is that not just um, the most perfect song? That it's and the first so day on this album beautiful. are just delightful. Delightful. Such beautiful songwriting. And like, it's enough that, like, and you know, throughout the record, that it's enough that the melodies are so strong and 
amazing that these melodies haven't been found yet, you know, that sort of way. But then to just go all in, it's a real kind of kitchen sink sort of production where it's as if like any question that was asked, like, mm, will we add a bit of brass here? Or will we add a little like twinkling piano here? Like the answer to all of it was yes. Like it's it's totally maximalist and beautiful. And still like throughout the whole record manages to sound really restrained and controlled. It's just such a wonderful thing. I just think Conor O'Brien and, and, and the rest of the band, they just did such a wonderful job of making a um, a beautiful, languishing kind of hug of a record that has great lyrics, like great sounds, impeccably produced, like beautiful production on it. And it's just so warm. It's such a beautiful, warm thing to listen to um, at any time of the year. Um, <laughs> like I, I, it's true like it's just it's it, it's a it's a it's a hug of an album it really is it's it's incredibly comforting um even though there are kind of difficult topics um kind of addressed throughout it it's oh, it's just so magical it sounds magical I think that song in particular like the way it builds up to that that like returning to the to the tonic in, in the chorus is just so wonderful like yeah I love it this is this is a, a fave of yours, Irish wise as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Conor Brown, like he doesn't do any wrong. <laughs> no, know, he just, he's so good. His albums are always great, and yeah. uh, this is no different again. Um, I have a few different favorites on this album. Circus and the Fireline be the main one. Mm. Um, that's hit me deeply. Um, and the first day, <coughs> so sympathetic as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just like yeah, you never you never get tired of it, and uh, no, and wonderful artwork as well wonderful art beautiful oh my god beautiful artwork so so lovely <coughs> and yeah just gorgeous yeah <coughs> sorry um so my next choice is also an irish act it is from john francis flynn and uh, it's called uh the album's called i would not live always and uh, here's a track called lovely joan morning to you my pretty fair maid and twice good morning so she said he gave her a wink she rolled her eyes as he to himself i'll be there by and by don't you think those looks of hay a pretty little place for us to play Follow me like a sweet young thing And I'll give you my golden ring He's taking off his ring of gold My pretty little mister, this behold I'd freely give it for your maiden head Her cheese a hit blush like the roses I'm glad I picked that song now because that gives you a good indication about the album John Francis Flynn I Would Not Live Always it's very much like rooted in tradition it's got um, a very much traditional tone traditional songs on it but as you can hear there you've it's got you know just different um, textures going on there's like tape loops and uh, you know nice percussion and um, yeah flute loops and things like that that's what it sounds mm. like it's very much like 
it's very imaginative trad music it's kind of um it's somewhere it's somewhere it's almost like a a experimental release in a lot of ways it kind of reminds me of alma collective sometimes as well it mm. has it has that kind of vibe to it it's like they've really thought about the arrangements and done something completely different and it's very much like i said a trad album john france finn is from stony batter um uh, in dublin and uh he was supporting uh, lancome on tour um two years ago and then got picked up by river lee which is the folk imprint on rough trade and the album came out kind of in july and like he really is like one of the success stories in terms of irish music this year i mean you only knew about him if you would if you were hanging around the cobblestone essentially mm. um, which has been saved so that's great yes congratulations um, people everyone. power yeah yeah I, uh, <laughs> I lodged a complaint um first time in my life and nice to see something come of it um but yeah so uh, like it's just great ross cheney does the tape loop stuff brendan jenkinson is on production john francis flynn I mean, he's got that deep voice as well. Oh, his and voice is something else, isn't it? Yeah, it's like encountering a bear in, in the clearing yeah. in in on yeah. on Manor Street. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> on Stein, you're like, there's a there's a singing bear, mm, <laughs> and yeah. he's a big tall man and uh, very deep voice. I think I, stuff, either I himself really... or Seamat posted a photo of the two of them together, and Seamat's not the tallest lady in the world, and John Francis Flynn is maybe the tallest man in the world. And it's very very cute to see them both <laughs> kind of side by side. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is an album that like really. I got really very deep into. I know yeah. there's a Dolanine Make Me an Island special all about John Francis Flynn in this album, which goes very deep and uh, cool. rapturously into the release of this album. Yeah, great to see an artist get lots of recognition for the album and uh, see some touring happening as well all over the UK. I see this week as well. Did a sold out Weedon show, but also will be playing uh, much bigger shows uh, in 2022. All going well. Uh, Andrea, over to you now. You, uh, your next uh, choice is? My next choice is uh, the album Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast. And this song is called Paprika. Well, I remember hearing this song before. This is from yes, Japanese Breakfast. I, I definitely um, played this on an episode before. Um, so yeah, Japanese Breakfast is Michelle Zauner. Um, she's a Korean-American musician, director, and author. She's uh, She had a book out this year as well. Yeah. She's sort of an every woman. Um, and this album is absolutely fantastic. I chose this song because I think it... Um, it kind of exemplifies what I love so much about it, which is that there's so many words in it. Um, like I, when this came out, I didn't know that she was also a writer, but it makes sense to me. Like in the, the like the opening lyrics of this song, there's so much in them. They, I'm going to read a, a little bit of them. 
Lucidity came slowly. I awoke from dreams of untying a great knot. It unraveled like a braid into what seemed were thousands of separate strands of fishing line attached to coarse behavior. It flowed. A calm it urged. What else is here? Like that's like there's so much in that. Like just she's so good at sort of creating and teasing out metaphors that don't feel too heavy to kind of bop along to. And then just the sound of this record as well. Like there's, uh, th- it. this isn't, I wouldn't say it's like emblematic of the rest of it because she does kind of do a lot of genre hopping. There's a, there's a track on it called Be Sweet, which is just this like amazing, straightforward pop song. This song is, this song I think I love it because it reminds me of how Sofiane Stevens kind of uses brass um, in this really jubilant kind of way. Um, I mean, the, the album's called Jubilee, so it's it, it it's a celebratory kind of album. Um, and it's a, yeah, it's an interesting kind of sound for an indie rock artist or an indie pop artist, because there's just, there's just so much in it, you know, like it's, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's an incredible album and it, and really uplifting, like genuinely very, very uplift, up, uplifting songs. Um, yeah. Did you listen to this album at all? Um, no, only only when you uh, brought it in to me. Um, mm. You know, I haven't really followed it. I'm interested in, I read a really good profile of her this year. Um, so I'm yes. part, sort of interested in her book as well. I think that would be kind of interesting. I was hoping you might be able to tell me about it, but obviously. I haven't read it yet. No, I think um, Santi might be bringing it. So yeah, very Hopefully good. We'll read it over Christmas and I can report back in the new year. But yeah, this is 100% one of my favorite albums of the year. This is, yeah, a huge album. It's great. And has been kind of, if not topping, then nearing the top of a lot of lists that I've seen kind of come out lately as well. You're up. So, yeah, my next choice, uh, well, I mean, it's one we can both talk about. Um, it's an album we've talked about many times on on this podcast and beyond. And uh, I guess to contextualize it, I mean, everyone probably knows what we're talking about. It's For Those I Love and the the album by David Balfe, also called For Those I Love. Um I think it's an interesting one to discuss now because now I've been and seen uh, a live show um, mm. with for those I love. I listened so obviously context for this album. It's an album from David Balfe about his friend who passed away. It's a love letter to their friendship, to community, to friendship, um, to family, to um, gr- shared experiences, and obviously, Andreas, you've talked about before, we've talked about briefly, that like we do almost, we do have to do something on on voice notes in, in music, yes. and this one takes a very archival um, element to it, it takes uh, voice notes and recordings from videos and audio from videos and weaves them into the album, which is very much a... I'd say his influences on on for those I love uh, David Bowles' influences on for those I love um, are the likes of the streets. There's, um, but he's a, he's a wonderful um, producer of of music as well. Mm. Lots of great samples on the album, and uh, yeah, Paul McCartney <laughs> sampled on it again as well. Yep. Yeah, um, he's everywhere. <laughs> he's, uh, yeah, uh, it's there's it's very imaginative production. It's kind of like. There's parts that are very like grime and rap inspired, but they're also, it's very electronic. It's very, it's a hugely evocative sound already without the words. And then Mm. the words are pretty devastating. Like I listened to it again when I drove back from Dingle actually on Monday, it was dark. And I think we were on the last two hours of the journey. And I have to say, listen to it again, all completely together. 
it's such a moving like it's a terrific like it's so I I don't I can't really think of an album like it. I, obviously, the yeah. close proximity maybe helps in terms of being from Dublin and, and knowing what he's talking about. And I, but I I'm interested to see how it's going to happen. Like he's 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 doing Sonar next year in terms of live performance. But as mm. an album itself, it's just absolutely devastating and yeah. so moving. I think and it remains it's that way. Those, it's all of those things that you want an album to be. Like it's it's about a, a, a specific topic that is universal the idea of losing somebody close to you and then it just sort of like spider webs out to include everything you said there you know community the power of art to unite people I I love how he deals with sort of male friendship in particular I think there's a there's a lot that we talk about in culture about like the power of female friendships and they are obviously very powerful but there's there's a there's a really lovely point where masculinity and love kind of don't compete for one another on this record they they stand side by side as as these pillars which i i really love like you know he talks about like mess fighting with his friends and you know taking the piss out of each other but every every single memory every single one of those things whether it's a burnt out car or you know just like abandoned cat you know all, all of these things they they're not set dressing like they're, they're they all mean something to a community and to a group of friends who uh, were you know were so young when when their pal died and and having to deal with those incredibly huge topics and also being artists at the same time and and allowing their art to to be the thing that kind of gets them through that i think david Balfe has kind of talked about that before that art is how he and his friends communicate with one another yeah and, and that's right there throughout the album as well and they talk it about really making is. art They're, together and they talk about yeah. their influences and like and, and, and it's self-referential video. as well like it's 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 incredibly smart and um and considered i think is is the word i mean rather than smart because it is smart obviously but it's incredibly considered there's nothing on it there's no cheap moments do you know what yeah. i mean like there's no there's no moment where you think oh this is put here to make me cry everything is just and and that and that's what makes you cry when you listen to it because everything is so raw and there's a rawness to the production even though the production is impeccable it there's a kind of a there's a graininess or a a kind of a grit to it yeah. that really sort of gets to the heart of what grief actually feels like it's it's just such an incredibly stunning record and yeah it's i, I think, think it'll be it, it will mean a lot to a lot of people for a lot of different reasons even people who haven't lost anybody it, this is just yeah and i think it's yeah. interesting there what you're saying about male friendship as well like i mean obviously yeah. there's you know there's a voice memo on it where he's like get up out of that bed now rise and shine like love you mm. uh you know just like lovely messages between two pals um yeah. and i was thinking about this in the context of um so friend of the pod michael mcdermott who uh, is the editor of totally dublin has been getting people together um to talk uh for the magazine so uh, this month, Gemma Dunleavy and uh, her uncle, Billy Scurry, uh, mm. noted DJ, um, got together to have a chat. And previous month, I think it was the previous month, um, Dave Balfe and uh, Damon Dempsey got together and had a that chat in Marsh's library. Read. Yeah. yeah, and it's just like two people from Dunamede in Dublin who are both sides of the same coin, you know. There would have been, you know, like Damo allows 
or, or, or you know, he, he gives permission in an, in an higher sense to, for grown men to express their feelings when yeah. a lot of people don't do that in their music in the same way. Yeah. And because he's a strong. Or in their lives. Yeah. Um, and I mean, everybody knows that about, like, there's a film this year, uh, Love Yourself Today, which I haven't seen actually yet, but um, about the demo gigs and about the release that people have at those. And mm. I think, you know, I see echoes in that in, in For Those I Love and Dave Bow's music because it's not preaching any, to anyone. It's not telling. It's mm. just saying, you know, I'm here. This has happened. I had a really tough time. My friends were here for me. My family mm. was here for me. I, I'm, you know, I'm really glad we knew you. I'm really glad we knew, um, you know, you know, there's no, there's no pain without, without, you know, uh, real, you know, love as well. So there's loads yeah. of that in this album as well. There's, and it's very, I find it very comforting to listen to, even though it's very difficult at times, very harrowing, you know, and he is screaming, like you were saying last week, uh, on, uh, uh during banter, listening to, to his live performance or watching his live performance of top scheme. Mm. Um, and just, uh, yeah, just Which really I think like it's just one of the most powerful things I've ever seen. So visceral. If, if, so if visceral. anyone hasn't watched for those I love perform Top Skin, uh, uh, Other Voices 2020, it is just such an incredibly powerful performance. Like I, I get shiv- I think I was saying this at banter. I get shivers every time I even think about it, let, let alone watch it. You know, and he's angry on this record. He's angry at the kind of the circumstances around. you know his community that there was very little support for artists he's angry at the government he's angry at you know your dad crashed the banks and kept his job which is a brilliant brilliant line and very um prescient and he's just uh, the the anger and the love are are side by side because he's angry that he lost his friend and that sort of like ah, fuck this thing, do you know, like for fuck's sake, like why? That that just comes across so beautifully and delicately, but also from this like guttural in your stomach kind of anger. And I think that that just, it's, it's incredible. It is absolutely incredible, this album. Like it's, oh God, <laughs> I'm getting worked up talking yeah. about it. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, you know, I mean, obviously we've talked about it a lot. We actually had Dave Balfe on the podcast. Like um, uh, you can actually go back and listen to that as well. We had a really long form um, piece with him about the album, which we made in 2019 when the album first came out and then it was re-released um, earlier this year. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm, let's play a bit of the opening track because, you know, there's the refrain on it. I have a love, um, uh, on this track that comes throughout the whole record and uh, mm-hmm. it's still as devastating as it has been since I first heard it. This is uh, I Have a Love. By I have a love and it never fades from red garden sheds to watching lads on steads knocking heads from the two by two fuck you punk stage to a warehouse rave with a bloke we met on the way dancing till day. I have a love and it never fades Full of plights and gripes Like Achilles who loves fights Like you did, right? Like we did twice I love you beyond life I have a love And it never fades You are God's son across the belly Remembered by pictures on your telly Your body laying in its glow Surrounded by those you know Crying for your words and your soul And that final 
loss of your glimmer of hope That we heard every time that you spoke And choked up rooms and blocks and venues And lads and mots with words that spoke soft of those lost Then we send you off on funeral clothes You know, I'm going to leave that there because I think we're going to talk about um, For Those I Love live in our podcast awards in a couple of weeks as well. Yes. Because I th- I feel like um, that was very impactful. So we'll keep that chat for um, uh, two podcast time. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, that was For Those I Love. Um, Andrea, what's your next choice? My next choice is another Irish band, um, 2.0-ing. Um, and reforming and this is Soda Blonde the album is Small Talk and this song is Tiny Darkness That was Soda Blonde, Tiny Darkness is the name of the track. That's the opening track from Small Talk, right? Yeah, yeah, they're all yeah I'm a big one for choosing opening tracks, I think. Well, <laughs> Cause scene I think setters. When, yeah, because when, when, I, when I really love an album, it's probably because it, it caught me at the opening track. So, um, and they're usually the ones I go and listen to the most. Yeah, so um, Soda Blonde, obviously, um, a, a lot of the uh, members of their previous band, Little Green Cars, um with i guess you could say like a new sound a new look kind of a bit more grown up um not necessarily a bit more serious but definitely kind of more straight down the line pop great production great synths fair work sounds fantastic um speaking of little, little green cars i saw stevie appleby perform at um other voices it was his oh, first yeah. um his first performance in three years and um he got like a standing ovation at the end just he was so kind of raw and um affecting uh so yeah that was a that was a really lovely performance in the um in the smaller church not the big church i don't the know shirt, any yeah. other places it calls yeah the shirt um but yeah i think this soda blonde album is is really really great um i think it's it's a great sort of introduction to what this band is and what this band isn't and it isn't you know the same sound again it's a new sound it's um kind of synthy and poppy and it kind of deals with a lot of themes of like i I guess that sort of renewal thing that you know you'd imagine the band are going to be singing about because of their kind of like leaving one project behind and moving on to another. But, um, you know, in the, in, in that song, Tiny Darkness, there's lyrics like maybe I should have got a degree and kind of looking back at your twenties and feeling like 
you didn't make the right choices or you're sort of stuck with the choices that you made. Um, but there's also a sense of like moving on from that and that, you know, it's it's not the end of the world and that you're still quite young when you're in your 20s. Um, so, yeah, I really, really like this album. I thought I thought it was a very, very strong um, record. I liked it a lot more than I expected to like it um because I, I was never like the biggest fan of little green cars like I had nothing against them but I just wouldn't have listened to them all that much um so I I was delighted when when this came out and I ended up loving it yeah great that is uh Soda Blonde the album's called Small Talk a uh, very very good album as well um so I agree <laughs> um and Excellent. I know you agree with me on the next choice because we've talked about it to death at this point um, yeah it is self-esteem so much more to say prioritize <laughs> pleasure and here we go with some of the opening track i'm fine Okay, that was the uh, <laughs> Bark <laughs> featuring um, I'm Fine from Self Esteem uh, with uh, a, I, I, I think we talked about this before, but the that comes from a workshop she did, I think, where she was talking to women and they're mm. explaining how they like to keep themselves safe at night um, in a very direct way, um, yeah. in a very feral way, um, because uh, men are scared of uh, women who are shouting at them. So yeah. So yeah, I think look, that obviously, a man more than a woman who is completely deranged. Yeah, she yeah. says, which is just fantastic. It's an absolutely brilliant. Um, it's a brilliant piece of audio. Um, and I think if if you'd written it, it wouldn't be as good as that. You know, it's very very natural. Um, and obviously, there's other spoken word parts throughout the record, most notably on "I Do This All the Time," which the Guardian named as their song of the year. They're they're mostly right. Obviously, the song of the year is Taurus. Don't put wishes in my head. But no, I'm joking. Uh, yeah, like, like in terms of songs that or albums that that um, kind of wrap up this year pretty neatly. I think Rebecca Lucy Taylor is just like the people's princess. <laughs> you know, like everybody loves her, and it's amazing because for for an album. I don't know, when you think about big sort of feminist statement albums, I was thinking back to when Lemonade came out and how a lot of the men I was talking to about Lemonade still had this kind of like hang up about Beyonce as being, you know, a sellout or whatever the fuck that means. Or like, you know, oh, no, but the music isn't that good. and blah blah. Whereas all the women in my life absolutely loved it. And it did feel like a kind of an us and them moment. And there's, there's been countless other kind of, you know, um, like, outwardly straightforwardly feminist albums that have kind of divided people in the same way but the, something about this album grabs men as well um which i which i love um and not like uh, obviously you'll love it you're a music critic you're a music appreciator but like 
just like everyday Joe Soaps love love this album um and i love the correlation charlie xcx that's why they love her yeah (laughs) exactly but um but yeah there's something about her that's just so charming and yeah and and it's not just on her social media like her this album is so um it's so well put together it's very forthright and it's i i don't like using the word unapologetic but i can't really find another one i don't like using that word about women um, and because they don't have anything to apologize for but it it, i i can't find another word right now that that conveys what i mean by that but very kind of stark i suppose um and but brilliant musicianship on it like she's an excellent excellent drummer she's she's a good guitarist from what i she's a great songwriter she's a great there's a great pop record here as well yeah all of those things she's great when she's delivering those spoken word moments she's also a great singer like she's got it all it's great she's a great performer as i can tell you from seeing her recently and also anytime you watch her Live on her Instagram uh, on, stories, yeah, or Stephen Colbert last week. You know, I mean, yeah, it's all there, and uh, I think, like you said, a banter last week, and what we discussed before. She's a thirty-four-year-old pop star, and that's really, you know, heartening and nice to know as yeah. well for someone who's like, who's looking at uh, like the pop landscape and like, where do I fit in? That's the thing. Yeah. yeah, I was trying to think of what what um there was a review that said like the band she was in. It's that kind of like switch between two things where she goes she's fully showing her power now mm. and previously um i think i can't remember what review was, was like previously she was in non-threatening indie band slow club and you're like yeah. burn what yeah. a burn non-threatening yeah. you're like there's nothing worse whereas whereas i think now she's leaning into being threatening but with this message of positivity and self-acceptance it's such it's, it's a very interesting kind of um coin she's balancing on it's it's like it's you better fucking love yourself, bitch, because no one yeah. else is gonna. You know, it's that it's that sort of thing. And yeah, I do love the whole like, um, it's it's wear sunscreen for women, and like, <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's just it's a fantastic record. There's great, great, great songs on it. I mean, I always come back to obviously I do this all the time. This opening track, um, how can I help you? Which has that like Kanye black skinhead beat, um just kids which is the last track moody fucking wizardry like there's just there's great melodies on it there's great harmonies on it and it's produced very well while not being like it's not you know the most out there thing musically it's sort of what she does from within that space that's so interesting yeah and it kind of gives gives you hope that there's there's still interesting stuff to be done <laughs> from from women about yeah. feminism because it does sometimes feel like we're saying the same the same things over and over and over again and how many different ways can we say that we're tired of feeling unsafe and how many ways different ways can we say that we're tired of you know feeling unsafe even within relationships or feeling heartbroken and how your friends pick you up like it does feel like all of these topics have been done to death but she just found a new way to do it through this idea of of pleasure activism and i think this is the first album i've heard certainly in the pop charts that kind of deals with that kind of complex idea of pleasure activism really well I, she's just fantastic yeah I just think she's and there's really absolutely great. devastating lines on it like that yeah um, it was really rather miserable trying to love you you know i mean it's very Lyric of the year. it's very plain plain yeah. jane there but like you're like it is yeah. god that every time you it was you, really rather that. miserable yeah i i love you and i want the best for you but i also hope you fail without me yeah like yeah come on <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, that's self-esteem, prioritize pleasure. We will uh, zip on to a, a a very tall man in in a dark suit, and his name is uh, Mr. Nicholas Covey and <laughs> Warren Ellis with their album Carnage. This song is the last song on the album, I believe, and it's called Balcony Man. Strap in for some feelings. When everything is ordinary Until it's not I'm the balcony man I'm 200 pounds of packed ice Sitting on a chair in the morning sun Putting on my tap dancing shoes or my lap dancing shoes In the morning sun I'm the balcony man I'm Fred Astaire You think you have a plan Until I hit the stairs I'm a 200-pound bag of blood and bone Leaking on your favorite chair I put on my lap dancing shoes in the morning sun. And this morning is amazing, and so are you. This morning is amazing, and so are you. Okay, that is uh, Nick Cave and Warren Ellis, Carnage. Um, a hard song to turn off there because it obviously has a lot going on and uh, mm. there's a lot of weight, as you would expect from Nick Cave. Um, tell me more about yeah. Carnage. I'm, I guess yeah. I'm not a huge Nick Cave fan, so I do. I, didn't I know, and that, it, but that's... I know every time you play this this album, I should I should really give this go. I know it's one of those things, but it's it's hard to find a time to kind of sit with this album. I don't I don't I don't know if I would have if I hadn't been reviewing it earlier in the year because it is it, it can be a tough listen at times but oh my god there's so many beautiful payoffs in it um so this was recorded and produced during lockdown in 2020 and it's obviously the follow-up to ghosting which was um an album that was written in response to the death of nick cave's uh teenage son arthur and this is it's a it's a different beast i think to ghosting like there's there's a kind of a playfulness on it that I love. Like the opening track, Hand of God, has this sort of like false start where it's like it's these like beautiful strings and very poetic piano and Nick Nick Cave is singing about like a kingdom in the sky. And then it just like switches into this like really beat driven, like almost like a nine inch nails Trent Reznor track, like really dark, which is incredible. And it sort of st- like it stays dark for the first half and then the second half you get kind of all of this beauty. And I think there's such, there's a great audacity to kind of, you know, give not one, but two false starts to a record and then just kind of switch it up halfway through. But I mean, there's songs on this that are just so, you know, like they're, they're about sinister topics and kind of these dark characters that we would associate with, with cave and then, Warren Ellis has this like really restless sort of like um like bass and re- that's really biting throughout it and then the song White Elephant is kind of the switch halfway through 
which is just a, like it's a sea change in the middle of the record so 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 beautiful I, I didn't choose it to play because I think it's something that you should just kind of experience having gone through like the first half of the record but then you know like you you get to Balcony Man which is what we played there which is the closer of the record and it's just full of this kind of like Nick Cave sort of like still playing characters which he's done which he's always done kind of throughout his career these kind of like menacing characters but it's like it's like now we sort of get a sense of like where Nick Cave, the man stops and where his roles begin. It's like the, he's, he's kind of blurring the lines because he's the balcony man. He's Fred Astaire. He's up on the stage, but you get the sense that, you know, everyone's gone home and it's just him left now and that you're hearing this from him from the heart. And I think it really, for me, it, it really made me kind of recontextualize how I would have listened to some of his characters kind of previously and how much of that was showboating and, and playing a role and how much of it wasn't obviously everything he writes comes from the heart but there is there is a sort of a there's a distancing that happens when um when somebody is so you know outwardly um character based in in, in their music and this I just feel like it, it's like I don't know it's it's an incredibly moving record not just because it's Nick Cave and for what he's been through in the past while. Um, but also just what Warren Ellis just does so, such wonderful work on it. Um, it's one I would say listen to all the way through. I don't know how long it actually is. It doesn't feel long when you're listening. It's 40 minutes. Um, so like it's not, you, you sort of get to the end of it and you're like, whoo, God, I'm wrecked. But also like it's, it's absolutely doable. It's a wonderful album. It's a really, really wonderful album. I wish I kind of knew more about Nick Cave to be able to talk a bit more intelligently about it. Like I'm a very, I dip in and out. I have albums yeah. that I like, but I haven't, you know, I'm not an expert in the back catalogue or anything. But um, but even like talking to um, to my friends about it, my friend Carlo, friend of the podcast, Carlo is a massive, massive Nick Cave fan. He's like one of his idols and he and he loves this. So I kind of took that to mean like, okay, this <laughs> this is loved by fans of him as well as um, as some people who I've also spoken to who never heard a Nick Cave record in their life and listened to this on either my recommendation or somebody else's recommendation and loved it. So yeah, I think it's a, it's, it's a world that you can kind of enter quite easily, but it's also kind of difficult to, um, to stay within without feeling restless, but then you get that payoff at the end, which is wonderful. It's great. Okay. Our next album is a favorite of mine. I, it is from little Sims. It is called sometimes I might be an introvert. And uh, I'm going to play a song from it called I Love You, I Hate You. And uh, here you go. I would give my life for this If the bullet was the beat I would probably die for this 
how many times did I cry for this? I would hate myself if I didn't at least try for this. What's at stake is bigger than me. Blood, tears, how it stains, can't rid it with ease. What we have in common is our pain. We're given the keys to unlock what it takes to fight for what we believe in. Hard to confront the truth with what you see in the mirror. Some people you inspire and others you trigger. Fighting in blind faith, led by the internal voice. You might not want to do it, but you don't have a choice. Will the pressure take me to new heights or be my demise? Will my intentions coincide with what I advise? The people looking up to me doing everything right. But who am I to tell anyone how to live their life? Your pain threshold will determine if you survive. So Little Sims album is called Sometimes I Might Be an Introvert, uh, came out in September. I think um, this is one of those albums that I just have gone back to a lot this year, um, well, since it came out. Um, it's been my long car journey album because it's mm. an hour and five minutes long. It's not perfect because it has those interludes in it that are kind of annoying, <laughs> which is like the posh English woman talking about uh, various things. But the songs on this are just brilliant. They're absolutely unreal. Uh, Inflow from uh, Salt is uh, a part of this uh, as well, producer of the album. Everywhere this year. Yeah, yeah, and Adele as well. And then the other Mm -hmm. Salt album, which is now being deleted, I checked earlier this week, um, the nine, as they said, they said, it was only going to be around for what, what, 90 days or something like that. Anyway, it's gone now. So if you didn't get it, tough. Um, it's not there anymore um, yeah. but this album is the fourth one from little sims i think it's our finest work it's just uh it's just got great tunes on it i love that point and kill one with Ambon ajar um protect my energy there's just great tunes on this woman uh with cleo soul also of salt is on it i think it's a apparently the gig this week was absolutely unreal and our and our discord yeah. if you want to join our discord you have to join discord our patreon so patreon.com forward slash 99 but yeah but there was people at the gig who were like that was the best gig of the year i was like okay i know it was a narrow window but <laughs> i was at the for those i love gig as well but i was like and a lot of those people were as well so i was like okay wow it yeah. must have been good so i'm 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 look I, I stay at home and read a book. I don't feel bad. Um, I'm enjoying the yeah. album still, and it is what it is. Um, Welcome to my world. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just think it's a great album. It's like it's one of those ones that rewards uh, multiple listens, and because it's so long, it it is one of those that uh, yeah, I just find something new in it every time, and I'm I, I'm still really enjoying it. And it's nice to get to December where you're like, I'm still discovering this one, you know. Cool. And uh, I think that's my. As I love that about albums when it's like, you know, I still have lots to understand here or lots to, to figure out and lots to listen to and lots that don't feel like this is something from, you know, the past or whatever. So, mm. yeah, great stuff. This is uh, so that's Little Sims. Sometimes I might be an introvert. Of uh, The name is a anagram. Well, it, it spells an anagram. Simbi is her first name. It took me yeah. a while to figure that out. And I was like, all oh, right, that's why it's called. Sometimes yeah, because I think it's sometimes I might be introvert. Might be introvert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which a lot of people were like, huh? And then, huh? Uh, speaking of albums that I still love, um, a song from this album made my top songs of last year. Um, this is The Weather Station. The album is called Ignorance, and the song I've chosen is Tried to Tell You.
so that is the weather station the the weather station um the weather. <laughs> who is uh tamara lindeman um who used to make sort of um quite acoustic folky music so this album is you know quite a departure um again a sort of a sharon von etten i think i like music that sounds like sharon von etten more than i like sharon von etten's <laughs> music <laughs> do you know what i mean um even though i i love sharon von etten but i'm i love this song i really love this song i love this album too um it's it's very kind of lush all throughout it there's a lot of um a lot of big instruments there's brass there's strings there's a lot of synth so it's it's definitely like a departure um, for her. And I think she deals with that departure very, very well. It's an album that kind of deals with, it's sort of like a breakup album or a, heart, a heartbreak album, but through the lens of the climate crisis, which I think is a very interesting way to kind of approach those those topics. Like she is, she is heartbroken on it, but she's sort of heartbroken for the world and the planet. Um, like there's a line on that song which I think is I feel as useless as a tree in a city park um, standing as a fragile idea of we've, what we've torn apart uh, which is kind of like a a kind of a big yellow taxi sort of pave paradise put up a parking lot kind of thing uh, which I really like her, her lyrics are really great throughout it um, the song Robber is fantastic. Um, I think that got a good bit of radio play on on uh, Radio 6 as well. I just love this record. I think it's it's a very, it's a gentle, beautiful listen, but it, like the lyrics are sort of there. Um, like like you said about the previous album, about, about Little Sims, there's sort of little things that I'm picking up every time I listen to it. Or if I listen to it with like different headphones or in different speakers, I'll hear different um, different instruments kind of come to the fore like you can kind of hear different things in 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 the mix and yeah I think it's it's wonderful I think she's I I think it was probably like the first great album of the year came out quite early um let me see when it came out February it came out so I think it was the first album where I was like okay we're kicked off now and it's remained um throughout the whole year so yeah that's a testament to the album yeah it's hard to maintain those for that long but yeah there's certainly a good number of albums on this list that uh, have persisted over that amount of time i can't remember when this next album came out but it is uh i feel like it was spring was it yeah i think so look never talk about your ex never 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 slide them off because then they know it is dry cleaning and the album is called new long leg here we go with a bit of leafy it's not now Come on then Calm and Terry Are there llama plushies here? In this shop She's definitely in a league of her own So just stream Sick of that shit Exhausting walk in the horrible countryside, tiresome swim in a pointless bit of sea, knackering drinks with close friends. Thanks a lot. Simple pimple, stomach stab. What are the things that you have to clear out? Baking powder, big jar of mayonnaise. What about all the uneaten sausages? Grill pan. 
This is the hardest thing I've ever had to do now. <laughs> okay, that was mm-hmm. try cleaning. And uh, yeah, Florence Shaw is the um, vocalist, I guess you'd call her. Um, a, a very unique um, thing that, you know, it's there's a lot of spoken word around at the moment. Um, this is something else. I mean, it's kind of like the backdrop of those kind of um, almost metallic kind of guitars and then a very, you know, it's almost like Fugazi or something, that kind of like music is very it's a bit grungy it's a bit like mm. post-punk it's a bit of everything um and then Florence Shaw just gets to do whatever she wants over it and it works so well and we've discussed before like I mean how do you even explain it um <laughs> like, I know I mean uh, I, I mean if, if you think about like the other sort of spoken word stuff that has come out this year and I do think that this year has very much been the year of spoken word in music and uh voice messages in music but with a lot of the other spoken word stuff it it's real sort of like it comes from the heart very kind of raw things like you, you th- think of self-esteem you know very raw and from the heart and and earnest whereas with Florence Shaw here is just she's just vibing man like it's it, and it, yeah. it, it, it all has this kind of like sardonic like I'm over this eye roll kind of lilt which I don't know from like a lesser presence might be annoying after a while over the course of an album but it really isn't here like she she's sort of talking about um everything and nothing to paraphrase yeah. um, an, a, another song on it but you know there's it, it, it's amazing it's it sort of reminds me of do you ever do this thing I can't actually remember what the name of it's called I think it's called like image association and it's supposed to help you fall asleep so you know just before you go to sleep you start getting like mad images in in your mind and that means you're kind of slipping into REM sleep so in order to help you go to sleep you can tell I'm not a great sleeper in order to help you go to sleep you think of something think of like a pear and then think of a fruit bowl and then think of like what whatever comes from that it's kind of this and and it's supposed to trick your brain into into going into that state and I think listening to these to her lyrics is kind of like that it's it's not a narrative it's not something that you're following from start to finish and you're not ever really waiting to get anywhere but when you're listening to it it just works in in that you you're getting these kind of these images or these pithy little lines like a woman in aviators firing a bazooka will just kind of come come out of nowhere and you're like oh okay what an amazing line I don't know what relationship it has to the rest of the song only Florence Shaw knows that um but for us it's just it, it it's also about like how the words feel in your mouth the shape of the words the vowels and the consonants and that being as much part of the music as the guitars and the bass and the drums and you know speaking along with it with this album is I mean, it'd be very embarrassing if someone turned it off and you're there doing like your your best like South London accent or whatever. Yeah. But like speaking along with it, you just feel cool. And I don't know. Yeah, there's something quite art rocky about it as well. I think it's genuinely um, new sounding while also being indebted to a lot of like from the past. You, you can definitely kind of feel a bit of talking heads and that kind of art rock stuff. And also part of a scene like a kind of a, a south london like post-punk scene that we've that we've seen really kind of flourish and thrive but for me the this is the band from that scene that are actually kind of 
making me pay attention um, yeah they've created something completely different out of those textures yeah. and 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 with the voice as well it's so like you know it's like a bit silly a bit sardonic and mm. but like it's it feels detached from the music but it also is very much aware of the music as well mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. she it's not like she didn't they just stuck this over back and track she knows no she has good timing <laughs> she, she does knows she has really good timing and when not yeah. to speak and and how to let those lines roll over the the music as well and and uh, even little there's just so many little things you're just like how does how does somebody go well 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 like sound so cool <laughs> i know, <laughs> you know i know like, like there was there was a a instagram story i was watching of self esteem she was rehearsing in her dressing room before a show and she was rehearsing I do this all the time and she had her backing vocals vocalists behind her while she was getting her makeup done um the backing vocalists were doing were kind of singing the chords and and keeping the time somebody was clicking their fingers and Rebecca Lucy Taylor was like just delivering the lines exactly how you hear them on the album and it wasn't really until then that I realized how how much more difficult that is compared to singing or rapping because rapping is very much like in conversation with the beat but here it's not it's it, it she kind of comes in on off beats sometimes she's kind of working counterpoint to the beat at other other times like it's it's really really cool um and difficult to do i'd imagine if you don't know the songs very well like you can't wing this she you can tell that she knows and i've i've seen them do kind of a couple of performances their kexp one is really good um where she is delivering things exactly as it is on the album. So it's it's well rehearsed and and well versed. And I really, really like this album. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. I'm still enjoying it so much, so much. So mm. I hope I hope anyone who hasn't heard this album yet, who was like, oh, that sounds weird. I mean just give it a go. It's so Yeah, give it a go. You might like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, and they're that's... playing next year and I'm going, which yeah. is very exciting. I think February, something like that. Or yeah, yeah, February, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. so that's dry cleaning album called New Long Leg. Um up next is uh, uh your choice. Um two oh, yeah. two fine fellows. Two lovely boys. Uh this is <laughs> Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack. Um, smoking out the window from the album uh, An Evening with Silk Sonic, I believe. Put me in the jam with an X-Men in a UFC. Can't believe it. I'm in disbelief. This bitch got me So that is Bruno and Anderson just sort of really, really leaning in to the sound of 1970s rhythm and blues and soul to the point where like this could have come across as like pastiche or like it, you can imagine a world in which this didn't work, um, but it so does. It so, so does. And I, I just think Bruno Mars is fantastic. And I never really liked his pop stuff. And I was so happy to hear him across this record, just like really leaning into his influences 
kind of fully and not bringing them into a pop sound, but just kind of transporting himself back to like the 1970s. And, oh, it's just such a good sound. Like there's so much of like Marvin Gaye on this or like even like Cool and the Gang or just just this really vibey, very, very well produced album. Um, and yeah, the beats on it are great. Like it's kind of... you're it's it's quite i used this word earlier it's quite maximalist in that like there's you'll be listening to a song and and you're like okay this is fine but then there'll just be this like amazing drum fill that didn't need to be there but thank god it is or this amazing bass fill or like these really cool like wah-wah riffs and they really lean in it's again another kind of kitchen sink thing which i think i've been enjoying i don't think i have a very acoustic album on my my list this year i think i've been enjoying a lot of kind of like band bandy sounds uh mixed with really crisp and clean production but i mean i think i think the pair of them also like so I think I read that they sought out like a particular drum kit so that they could get like the proper sound uh, of the 70s in it. And oh, they just work so well together. Like, oh, wh- whoever, I don't know which one of them thought of this or if a label thought of this or whatever, but like this was, this was a really great idea. And I love the idea of this concept album that's just existing in its own time, in its own space. And it's not like a big announcement of a new project. And like when this came out, it it sort of I feel like this flew under the radar a bit. I saw people chatting about it online for like two days, and then after that, I haven't. Yeah, I, haven't I mean, seen it's only much, out, what two weeks or something. Like it's that, only maybe? out like two weeks, but like I, I didn't even know it was released until like three days afterwards. When my boyfriend, who doesn't know anything about new music, kind of kind of proudly doesn't follow new music, was like, "Have you heard that Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack thing?" I was like, "No." what and he was like it's great I was like all right um and it is it's so good yeah it's 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 very kind of heart on its sleeve indebted to a time that is influential to both of them and I love hearing artists kind of lean into that kind of conceptual world in this it way. gave it's me great. a very laugh out loud moment in the song oh, skate yeah. where he's like mm. you smell better than a barbecue I was, like, I, I was listening to that I was like ha it's stuff that you just like it sort of shouldn't work like i was telling you before we started recording but i'll tell the listeners that um yesterday or no on the first um my boyfriend was smoking out the window here in my in in our apartment he was like having a fag out the window and we're listening to this song and the bit when he goes like this bitch got me paying her rent he just turned to me and goes Oh, rent's due today. <laughs> and I was like, did you remember that because he says this bitch got me paying a rent? And he was like, yeah. And also because I'm smoking out the window. <laughs> it was just such a beautiful serendipitous moment that I just loved. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a great album. It's, it's, I, I feel like if you put this on, like, and people didn't know who it was, people would be like, Ooh, what's this like cool deep cut, like soul records? Like it, it, it sounds like a good find, but it's modern. Yeah. It's great. It's really good. Great. Okay, we've two albums left, um, and this one is our final Irish album of uh, yeah. this list. It is from Saint Sister, and the album is called "Where I Should End." Uh, let's play a bit of the closing track from the album. This is "Any Dreams." Any dreams.
Okay, the Saint Sister song uh, is called Any Dreams from Where I Should End. They are Morgana McIntyre and Gemma Doherty um, from Belfast and Derry. Um, their second album, uh, Saint Sister. Um, how do you think of this album compared to their first one, which is more like the folky sound? Um, mm. what, what would you? How would you compare the two? Yeah, I I loved their first album. I think it was a really great introduction to like what they can do as musicians. Um, especially you know that the, the harp was sort of a surprise to a lot of us um kind of hearing it in this kind of more um like pop folk context it's definitely not like folk music straight down the line folk music but um but more importantly it introduced that them two as vocalists and how they work to get just magically work together as vocalists they're they're astounding together um i thought i thought they were actually sisters for a long time because i was like well these these two people have obviously been singing together since they were children but no um but i think this record is really where they've they've sort of carved out their space in terms of like what their sound is because you get you still have those songs that are more vocal driven like oh my god oh canada or the one with um with lisa not o'neill the other lisa lisa hannigan uh the place that i work and uh my brilliant friend which i think opens the album is such a beautiful song um but you also have you know any dreams and karaoke song which are much more kind of pop driven but still kind of maintaining their identity as musicians like still using the harp still using the kind of the the beautiful uh, vocal harmonies but I really feel like they've kind of found their groove on this one and carved out a little space for themselves where there really isn't anybody else making music like Saint Sister whereas I think on the first record they were definitely the best of a bunch that were making that kind of music whereas now they're sort of the only ones which is brilliant and I really hope that they inspire more people to kind of um, mix kind of very like you know ABBA-esque pop like on karaoke song um with traditional Irish uh instruments like the harp or even the kind of you know Shannos inspired um singing yeah I think and it's a beautifully produced album as well it's wonderful and uh, the lyrics and uh, all of it it's great more people should take inspiration from Enya is what we're saying that's what yes 100 yeah, <laughs> percent. yeah totally. not the chorus Enya that's yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Great album. Um, they were guests of ours earlier this year. So you can listen yes. to their interview with us um, where they talk about talking about place names in the songs, which is something I really enjoyed in, on this album. Yeah. Well, the specific references to things that I, they really place the, the songs in, in a specific place. And um, yeah, very enjoyable. Um, unfortunately, their gig this past week was, was rescheduled, not due to Rona, but due to sickness. So, um, but yeah, I had tickets for that originally, and then I was down in Dingle, so maybe I'll get a chance to go the next time oh, whenever it comes great. back. I would like to see them a lot um, again, because um, I think they were the they were the first gig I saw this year because they played an outdoor show as part of their album launch on the street on Drury Street, and it was basically in the rain, <laughs> and it was just like so nice, like them yeah. harp harp and a, and a keyboard um, in the open air when restrictions were allow- not allowing us to do anything else. but um, And it was the first congregation of people I'd been there as well. So um, they yeah. had a little merch shop. So they did a great, great trade that weekend, apparently. Okay, will we p- play our final choice uh, on this podcast, which is from Floating Points and Pharaoh Sanders. A album is called Promises. And uh, let's play a bit of the one of the nine part uh, movements uh, uh part six from this album uh 
let's just land ourselves in the middle of this somewhere and figure it all out from there. This is uh, Floating Points of Ferris Anders. So that's movement six from Floating Points, Pharaoh Sanders and the London Symphony Orchestra. Uh, really one of those albums that when you first hear it, you're like, this is absolutely immense. This is incredible. There is, um, the backstory to it is, I mean, where do you start? Uh, I mean, apparently it's been, it's been on the go for a number of years. It was five years in, in the making this. And Floating Points is the producer, Sam Shepard. And uh, Pharaoh Sanders, of course, is a jazz legend. And it's a really interesting meeting of minds, and it was recorded in uh, Los Angeles and London, uh, as I said, five years in the making, and it, and, and it ends up being, uh, basically everything is built on that, what, seven-note motif that just repeats throughout, and chops and changes, and, and things come out, and it's like a conversation with that motif that uh, which in which the as you can hear there the symphony orchestra turn up they swell into the music um there's you know there's room for silence there's room for um there's room for i mean it's essentially like a, a conversational piece that happens throughout there's room for psychedelia there's drones there's like little percussion there's bird song there's like you can hear keys being pressed you can hear um i don't know it's just like it's really hard to describe it's very moving it's very mm. it's one of those ones that like it's it says so much without like having any lyrics on it you know what i mean it's like it's so hard it's very to, visual i think yeah it's so it's so it's so stirring it's so it's not and it's not one genre or another it's not like it does feel like a live recording in the best possible way it's like feels a bit classical feels a bit jazz feels a bit ambient electronica it could be a bit of everything really it's mm. but it's actually nothing it's just like it feels like a live performance that we've 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 seen or or nobody has seen that it's just a recording of and uh, it is really really unbelievable it's um it's very spiritual as well it's kind of as a as a sound it's like sonically it's quite it has that kind of stirring spirituality to it um i think yeah, it's a very hard thing to to really articulate what it is mm. about this that works so well. And I think that's like 
when it gets to it that's the beauty of of great music you're like you can't really put your finger on something like dry cleaning and why it works so well you can't really put your finger on why this works so well but it does it works it has an otherworldly charm to it it has it's like you're you've gone to a different existence a different plane like the best kind of transportative and transcendental music it does take mm-hmm. you to somewhere that you've never been before and uh, no matter where you put this on it has that effect i think Mm. Yeah, it, it's a it's a wonderful piece. I, I something that always strikes me when I listen to it is that it's written. You know, there's something that feels very like improvisational about it. Um, just in terms of like what even what the orchestra is doing, it just it feel it feels funny that this is written, but it is an incredibly considered piece that kind of reminds me of that. Um, that planet's piece whose composer I always forget um, who I'm going to find uh, in a moment um, Holst, uh, the planets where it's, it's, it's very visual when, when you listen to it, like you can, it's not like you're imagining things that already exist, but it's just that thing in, in sort of more classical genres where you can see the music and you can kind of follow where where the notes are going and you get these little surprises. You might get like a blues lick put in or a jazz lick, or like you said, a kind of more like electronica stuff. It's a wonderful, wonderful piece. Um, and it's one of those again, that sort of feel whenever I'm like, Oh, I might put that on. I, I'm tempted sometimes to put it on like while I'm working or as a background thing, but by the time you get to maybe like the second movement, even it's like, no, you can't, you, you, this, this kind of demands that you pay attention to it, which is wonderful. Um, I think more, more music should do that. Less music, especially where we are now with kind of ambient and classical stuff sort of being relegated to background music or study music or concentration music or anything this is a this is really kind of standing up and saying like no this is this is a challenging listen at times um and an incredibly rewarding listen as well so um yeah i wouldn't say you know i'd I'd say have have a lie down with it listen to it while you're going to sleep maybe is a lovely way to do it i've i've uh it's gotten me got me off to sleep a couple of times in in the best couple possible way um so if anyone out there is an insomniac and they need something like that um go for this but yeah it's it's an astounding work and to see a piece that is you know very kind of classical in mo or classical in, in name if not in actual kind of mode but you know a symphony orchestra do so well and have so many people listen to it and write about it in kind of more like popular music magazines it's wonderful it's brilliant it's it's, it's great to see that yeah. yeah um it's it's got that dynamic range in it as well that where it like i said the way you use the word swell it like has that mm. like special going from silence to huge sound bombastic yeah. sound and it's something i'd that love just, to see it live yeah I'd, i wonder I'd, will they be doing that at some point isn't there a film so. of, of of this at some point made and and shown mm. somewhere um yeah i'd be interested in seeing that <laughs> yeah. a, a beautiful artwork as well like really is um yeah yeah i think that's the, this is the album for me in terms of if i was to take probably one of the top top two anyway i think this and for those i love probably are the main two i would take away if i had to um this year and yeah just incredible incredible work and uh yeah. 
So that's our, our last, albums the of album the year. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, so we'll be back next week with uh, talking about songs um, of the year. And then after that, we'll be doing our podcast awards. and uh, Podcast awards. If you have any ideas for awards, as silly as you like, you know, best, I don't know, best scat in a rap song. You know, we're talking, this is the kind of granular, <laughs> granular level shit. Um, do at us. I'm Worst at lyric. underscore. Yeah. Niall is at Worst pop nine. song. And also join our Discord where we will no doubt be having these conversations um, in the Discord. Yeah. I wonder who's going to win best sax solo this year. That's what I have to I know. Remember. Yeah, yeah. We we had that for two years running, didn't we? I think so, I, yeah. I think I put Too Shy from the 1975 last year. So, yeah. Okay, I'll have to read a sax solo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. That's our Great. podcast. Okay, that's it from us this week. Uh, yes, it's patreon.com forward slash 909. Um, if you want to join us and join our Discord and get the playlists and all the th- other things that we give and the warm glow of support, um, we'd appreciate that as well. Thanks, right, that's everyone. it from us. Bye. Bye. See you next week. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at fifty dollars, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.